we had developed and painted this picture of this trailblazer like she was our best friend. So this is when we were like, really, what can we do with this? Where yeah. are we going with this? Yeah. So we added an H and it became Trailblaze Her. Welcome to the Trailblazer podcast. I'm Jan. And I'm Erin. We're best friends, mother and daughter, rural entrepreneurs, and business partners of over two decades. Over 23 years ago, we jumped into the world of entrepreneurship in search of our big purpose. Three years ago, our hard work paid off when we launched an international print magazine, Trailblazer, and business membership. Through these, we have one mission, to empower rural women by helping them build successful businesses, all while cultivating the rural lifestyles they love. So through guest interviews and shows with just the two of us, we'll be chatting about topics like growth mindset, intuition, entrepreneurship, grit, resilience, and so much more. We're going to equip you with the know-how to navigate the sometimes murky waters of entrepreneurship. So whether you're rural, rural-hearted, or intrigued by the rural way of life, get ready to challenge yourself while learning from our experiences and other rural entrepreneurs as we explore the endless opportunities that lie ahead. Together, we can create something extraordinary. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. Hey guys, welcome. You're about to tune in to our very first episode of the Trailblazer podcast. And what better way to kick it off than to share really the story of our roots, our origin story of a mother and daughter who set out together in business 23 years ago, compelled to uncover our big purpose. Entrepreneurs to the core, we're going to show you how you can never go wrong developing your skills, approaching challenges with curiosity and possibility, and why failures are never without purpose. We're a testament that if you jump in feet first, courageously in search of a life and business with purpose and impact, you will emerge as a trailblazer in your own right, blazing your own trail. This episode might at first seem like a chronological rundown of our businesses together, but I promise you there is so much more below the surface. It is a literal peeling back of the layers of our businesses to reveal the very skills, mindset, and talents that we developed and have now equipped us to be able to create what we're bringing to life today. Trailblazer, a keepsake coffee table print magazine with one mission, to celebrate and share the journeys, stories, wisdom, and lifestyles of rural women pioneering their own paths to their dreams. Plus, our Trailblazer business membership, an intimate online community built to offer this support, connection, and expertise to help rural women thrive in their rural lives and grow their rural businesses beyond their wildest dreams. And now, of course, the Trailblazer podcast. So as you listen in, we hope you really see yourself in our story and feel connected to the rural collective of resilient, gutsy, enterprising women out there. Let's dive in. This feels really surreal. So we're here at our home studio in rural Alberta, sitting here across the table from each other. And this is actually cool because it's not often we get to sit here in silence, notifications turned off and look each other in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> and after 23 years in business together... I can tell you we've had every kind of feeling about every kind of situation and circumstance we've been through, highs and lows. And I think this is just going to be really cool for us to describe it and reflect on it and share what we've learned from it in a different way because we haven't always felt empowered with everything that's gone on along the way. And so maybe that says something for where we're at right now and that we're feeling ready to really dig in and share. The wisdom we've gained. I absolutely agree. And I think this, what this podcast means to us is that we're stepping out in front. 
for many years. We've been creating and developing and connecting and supporting from behind the scenes. Yes. And here we are. I know. There's no hiding now. <laughs> but the cool thing is I'm not afraid to be honest and vulnerable. We have been through a lot and we've learned a lot. And yes. I don't want that stuck just between us. I think there's, you guys, there's so many lessons that we can pass on through our experiences, but also through the interviews that we're going to be having mm -hmm. for this podcast. Yeah. We could maybe save you from some mistakes, save you from going down some roads that maybe aren't fruitless, but we can also inspire you and give you some insight into the characteristics and traits that we possess, that we've identified that, that make for this moving forward kind of growth all the time. So we haven't really introduced. I'm Jan. And I'm Erin. <laughs> I'm the daughter. <laughs> Thank you. They could probably hear the age in my voice uh, as we speak. The wisdom. Oh, there we go. The wisdom. Yeah. And this whole intro, episode one, I'll be honest again, we've been hesitating and procrastinating recording this. We've actually already recorded our first two interview episodes because we have no problem talking with other women and asking questions. We're really good question askers. But when it comes to us and talking about our experience, yeah, we haven't put it front and center. So here we are putting it front and center. So I just want to put a little context behind how we started in business. Um, and where Trailblazer brand stems yeah. from, because yeah. it's got a long history in the making to get to where we are today. Yeah, there was definitely stepping stones along the path. So at in, in the year 2000, Aaron was 19 and I was 23 years beyond that, whatever that works <laughs> out to. And so I guess that'd be what, 42? There we go. Oh, that's interesting. My gosh, that's how old I'm you are Because I'm 42. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So I can put myself in your shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Aaron was 19. My son was 21. So I became a single parent when Aaron was seven and my son Jesse was nine. And I had sole custody of my kids. And as anyone out there who's been a single parent knows, there's a real balancing act with keeping a financial foundation underneath you. I've never really loved working for anyone else. That's just, it's always been <laughs> something I've tried to keep at arm's length. So here's what I did. When I was first on my own, I took some training and became certified as a life skills coach. And under that umbrella was facilitating groups, teaching really good communication skills, pre-employment, career planning, basically helping people figure out what they wanted to do with their lives. And so what I did is I subcontracted my services under a company name called Jezrin, which is a combination of Jesse and Aaron. And those are my kids. And I spent a good 10 years contracting across Alberta and into BC through government programs, helping people find employment and live successful lives. That's what I was doing. And you were damn good at it. <laughs> yeah. You were damn good at it. Yeah. yeah. And I always have said that if I had never gone on to work in the field, the mindset and the communication skills that I gained through life skills training served me and my kids really well. And I'm really a strong proponent of the ability to communicate well because it's, it's a at life the core. Yeah. It's at the core of everything we do. Mm -hmm. And I see the proof of it and who my kids have become. So that was a good thing. But I was burnt out as Aaron was finishing school 
And I just had this feeling like there's something more, there's something more to reach for. And we just innocently one day said, hey, we should start a business. <laughs> and me still wet behind the ears. I was just finishing high school and I had gone through the International Art Baccalaureate program. So I've always been a creative, art-focused person. My best friend and I growing up, we were always we didn't hang out with the crowds. We didn't go out drinking. We were in one of her, the rooms in her basement in her house painting, listening to Tori Amos and uh, Nirvana and Blind Melon. So that's how I grew up. And that sounded great to me. I said, sure, let's do it. <laughs> However, I was just getting ready to leave on a trip about eight or nine months prior to that. Mom had cut out this advertisement in a newspaper and brought it home and say, hey, Aaron, check this out. What do you think of this? And it was an advertisement for a company called Youth Challenge International, or should I should say a volunteer organization. And basically a youth within North America, you fundraise money to pay for your ticket and expense. And they fly you to a third world country where I did HIV AIDS awareness and English tutoring. And it also becomes a pretty incredible experience for youth to experience. So I fundraised the money and right on the heels of graduating, there I was off to the Amazon jungles of South America in Guyana and I was gone for three months. No telephone communication, solely letters that would come back and forth. So just before I left, we'd said, hey, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so we started a greeting card line of hand-painted greeting cards that, that we, we got printed, printed. Yeah. and uh, with ancient symbols and whatnot. And so we were both doing the painting. I was doing the writing part for descriptions on the backs of the cards. And it was a cool thing. Sad but true. We didn't know how to market them properly. Like, you've got to figure, 23 years ago, there was no social media, was not online and digital marketing as we know it today. So we were just ill-prepared for that. And it didn't take too many months for us to figure out we have to pivot. We've started a business. Let's see what else we can offer that would be valuable in the marketplace. And that was really our first hard lesson in the world of entrepreneurship and working together because much like many of you out there, you've started a business. And what makes us start a business in the first place is the passion and the concept and the seed of an idea. But once that's launched, then the real work starts. And you've got to wear so many hats, as we're all aware. We've got to market ourselves. We've got to do bookkeeping. We've got to network. We've got to all while trying to stay creative, inspired, yeah. all while trying to keep food on the table. Yeah. So yeah. that was our first, that was tough, that yeah. first business. I, let's say that was humbling, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like really humbling. Yes. But we went on to, we, we designed uh, corporate journals. I think we did probably over a dozen unique and cool designs. We did large-scale wall art. We started helping women entrepreneurs in the city of Calgary develop marketing collateral. So that involved interviewing them, figuring out the wording and the designing and all the rest of that. So at, what was happening at that time is we were strengthening our skill sets. So mine came from writing. Aaron's came from the art and design side. And I, I want to tell you that's one of the things that have been the basis for our business all through these years is we know what our skills are and we both really believe in the power of creativity and being curious. And it is those traits that we have always unified and worked together with and looked at different ways that we could manifest them out in the world. Together, exactly. Yeah. So that from 2000 to 2011, 
we were dipping our toes in so many different modalities and different businesses. And I think looking back now to where we started, I truly believe that, and this might be a little woo-woo for some of you, but I really believe that we committed to a soul contract with the two of us that we were setting out to see who we could become. Yeah. And what we could create. Yeah. And there's the tears. Yeah. And that's okay. And I want to say too, it, it, we didn't just roll into business together and everything was rosy. So at 19 and being in a single parent home, like I was used to being the mom. Like I know what the hell is going on. I'm the You're boss. You're used to being the boss. I'm yeah. the boss. And <laughs> so let me tell you for the next 11 years transitioning into business partner business partners and having uh, the respect and the communication with each other so I'm going to say that it is the life skills training that allowed us and gave us the tools to, to grow side by side yeah. in a healthy way I completely yeah. agree yeah and I don't think at the time we realized how important having the communication and life skills yeah. was to the success of not only our business partnership, but our mother and daughter relationship too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I that's think, a whole other episode. Yeah. We're about to talk about the whole mother and daughter, <laughs> mother and daughter dynamic, dynamic because yeah. we get asked that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Your mother and daughter. Yeah. And we work at it. It's for the most part, it is easy. And what's weird, like people hear us like finish each other's sentences and whatnot. We sometimes sound like an old married, married couple. couple. <laughs> finishing each other's sentences <laughs> reading each other's mind but that's because we're really tuned in to each other's communication style so we know each other's strengths and weaknesses yes and soft underbellies yes and we we don't we don't poke the soft underbellies so so at the end of, of that kind of stage or phase in our business together we were working with a ton of women entrepreneurs they would come to us we were hand drawing and then using Photoshop, logos and slogans. And we this was the start of us really starting to help women business owners with their marketing and branding. And we really loved that part of uh, working amazing. together. Yeah. In fact, in 2011, so we'll give you the other context timeline, 2011 to 2020, we were known as Prairie Girl Outposts. And you know what? The cool thing is, you guys, if you're listening... You can still go to our old website. Yeah. It, it's right there. So www.prairiegirloutpost.com. And yeah. you can see who we were before Trailblazer. Check it as out. As you know us. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going to tell you about a really cool thing that we developed because as we were finishing out the Global Spirit Designs side of business, we got very stuck at one point. And we're going to do a whole episode on how the Create Book process came to be. But we developed, fleshed out, manifested, I don't even know all the verbs you would use for that, this process of how to actively use, engage, and work with creativity. And we named it the Create Book Process. Love to show you that we've got journals that are filled with all these amazing ideas, visual and written from back then. That's 12 years ago. But yeah, Prairie Girl Outpost had us starting into website development. So again, I would do the writing. We would interview together. I would do the writing for the content. Erin would design. And at the time, we just felt so powerful in what we would see happen for women's businesses because we weren't 
just interviewing for content. We were helping women get clarity on who they are, what their value was, what they were offering. We were actively listening to uncover and dig deeper into their whys and their purpose and their passions. Yeah. And so they were getting coaching from us when it looked like we were just preparing to do their websites. So we started noticing some magic happening. And it was so awesome to be able to celebrate the successes that would come for them because we would give them marketing advice, like all kinds of, you know, whatever aspect of the business we would give them ideas and advice on how to get their, whether their product or service out there in the world. And we loved it. We absolutely loved it because it was skill building within us. And we were starting to get in this groove of, yeah, I think we actually know something here that is different and unique. And that when the two of us combine it together, it created a synergy for people. Absolutely. And that we had, that we were playing a small part in helping another woman's business dreams come to life. Because essentially, when you're starting with a business back then, a logo was the first thing you went to, to be the anchor moving forward to give life to this new business vision. And so we were a part of that beginning stage. And that felt really exciting. Totally was because we helped women take action. And and I'm not going to say they felt accountable to do it to us. Like I'm going to, Jan and Aaron suggested this. So yeah, I got to do it. I think we would grow the little flame inside of them into a bigger fire that once they had that clarity and they really understood what their purpose was and they had the foundations in place, it just ignited something in them. And we we loved sitting on the sidelines watching that and just feeling so satisfied and fulfilled with that. Well, because in a way we were infusing them with possibility. Mom and I have always been idea women. You come to us with a challenge or problem or an idea, and it's a different realm for us. And Mm -hmm. we often talk about, we feel like we're being downloaded because we see possibility for other women. And that just became a wonderful way that we were showing up working together with our skills and our passions for helping other women. I just want to interject here. So now we're like, gosh, almost 20 years in, and we were just really starting to understand how much growth we were experiencing as women ourselves. And we've always said that who you become is just as important as what you create. And who we were becoming was women who were destined to fulfill a purpose that that we didn't really understand at the, at time. the time we didn't know what the purpose was but we still felt compelled to continue on in the face of setbacks and pivots and all the things that happened along the way yeah and there's so many side stories that we'll share however just all these businesses that we're going through i just want to say we were living paycheck to paycheck There was never a moment of, okay, we've made it. We can take a breather. This was a continual push, a continual test of our resilience in working together. And that's why I say when we first embarked on this entrepreneurial journey together as mother and daughter in 2000, I really feel there was a sole contract between the two of us to push the boundaries, to figure out 
what is the most magical, impactful way that we can come together with our skills, passions, and talents and create something big. And I get goosebumps saying that because I look back to the Jan and Aaron of 2000 and we were so naive and still wet behind the ears and just, but we had passion. And that's what got us through these 23 years to where we are today. But it wasn't easy. No. And I'm going to tell you, there was sometimes we only had each other to say, yeah, we can do it. Sometimes family and friends would look at us and go, yeah, just give it up, pack it up. Come on. This is enough. I get that now looking back, none of us want to see our loved ones suffer. (laughs) And I can say there's a few things that we suffered through that I really wouldn't want to put my hand up for again. But it's also given um, me the confidence to say, okay, you have to know the difference between when it is time to pack something up and when it's time to gather your sources, pull your boots up, put your big girl panties on and keep going for it. And sometimes there's a fine line figuring out Mm -hmm. which time you're in. And I think Aaron and I, we usually figured that out in good time, but I think it's okay to not have people around you understand your why and why you're doing it. Because it's usually a reflection that you don't fully understand it yet. But once you do, it does not matter what other people think. And it's not about them. It's, and it's about you. Yeah. Yeah. So we can stand on that one now and say, yeah, you'll figure it out. And there's a difference between passion and purpose. I think purpose is that vision and that knowing that you've got something real to offer the world and you're figuring out who to offer it to and the value you can provide. Passion is the energy. Now, do we feel passionate every day? Not no. a chance not a chance. Sometimes we just feel, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted or man, I wish this would get easier a little bit, please. But passion wanes. Yes. But do we feel on purpose every day? Absolutely. (laughs) I would have dropped an F-bomb. Yeah, no. I promised Aaron I would. (laughs) No, no. We do. We do. Ah, there's nothing like the nostalgic smell and feel of turning the pages of a real print publication collecting and cherishing the stories and wisdom within its pages to draw upon time and time again. Hey, we're Jan and Erin, creators and founders of Trailblazer Magazine, and we're all about helping you carve out time for yourself. We encourage getting lost in the world of breathtaking photos and immersive storytelling. Trailblazer Magazine is the perfect companion for those wanting to grow the trailblazer within. By exploring the stories, wisdom, and know-how of modern rural women, you'll feel inspired empowered, and connected to the spirit of life beyond the city limits. Visit www.trailblazeherco.com to shop all issues. You're definitely wanting to collect them all. So back to our timeline. Yeah, we had gone through to where we were considered the gal, the go-to gals for website branding, graphic design, long-form content, and we got really good at it. And we moved in then into writing and designing three books. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Our, now, these aren't 200-page books. They're like 80, 90 pages, so we're not talking volumes here. But it was so thrilling to do it. And again, I wrote Aaron Design. And they're not your typical white page, text on the page books. 
They're beautiful. And so they were called the Field Guide for Trailblazing Women and also the Create Book Process. So this was our first product design or business offering that was around us and yeah. the messages that we were putting out. So this was the first switch yeah. of how can we put what we've learned and our beliefs? And this is when the whole idea of that trailblazing woman came to life. And trailblazer was spelled the way it normally is. Spelled. Yeah, no H yet. Didn't have the H, H came yet. later. <laughs> yeah. And so we went on, the two of us, we got our equine assisted learning certification and we went on to facilitate numerous workshops and yeah, and then created, learning. Yes. An international course that has facilitators across Canada, U.S., and into Australia. And it was called Trailblazer on Fire. And so that was our first major collaboration with the Sequine Assisted Learning Company. Because Erin and I didn't have horses. We weren't living out in the country at the time. But it was a new avenue for us in that it put us in touch with rural women. And that's where we just felt, oh my gosh, we're home now. We're talking. We share values of love the country. And it connected us to our past. At that time, we were living in Calgary, but previously we've lived rural. Yeah. You and dad built the log house. Our, we grew up with horses. And so that was in our blood. And we knew no matter what it took, we would always return to the country. Yes. And so that rural rootedness like reared its head again and awakened and the whole concept of trailblazer what is that what kind of a woman is that how does she show up in the world what does she stake her claim to what is she providing of value out there and so that sent us on the trail of just exploring that idea and my gosh when I look at my old computer which I've now transferred the files but oh my gosh I got copious files of written stuff. Erin and I probably have enough material that we could write several more books from all the research and thinking and talking. And developing around that. Yeah, through yeah. the years. And through this, there is a divorce. I got divorced and... You got married. And then I got, got married. <laughs> I got married. Yeah, I can't get divorced unless you're married. <laughs> I got married and then got divorced and sold my house. And I had actually moved to Denmark for three months, packed up everything I owned, my two cats, my dog went over. It didn't work out. But in that time, we'd said, okay, this designing and website development, we can do this from a distance. And we did. And it was really cool. I, We had hoped that it would work. And then we discovered by executing on it that it actually did work. So we could have continued in some way, shape or form at a distance. But perspective is everything yeah. looking back. So yeah, for many reasons, I needed that experience. I needed that learning and we needed that time because when I got back, being away and living in another country ignited in me this passion and appreciation for the entrepreneurial spirit that is so thriving in our province, Alberta, but everywhere, wherever else it is, I came home just with a fire lit inside of me to really honor where I'd come from. And okay, we looked at each other and said, like, what are we doing here? Let's, yeah. what are we going to create? That is so much bigger. Yeah. And let's get down to it. <laughs> yeah. No more, not that moving to Denmark was a distraction, no. but, but if we're going to do this, let's, let's focus deep. and yeah. let's go for it. So 
Yeah. So that kind of takes us to almost the end of 2015-16. And then we were still just looking at... I want to tell you something else too. When things in our website development and coaching and whatnot was not really busy, we painted houses. And we, like, let me tell you, that is not easy physical work. Um, And I know some of you, if you're homesteading, farming, ranching, whatever you're doing, like I know physical work, but holy moly, house painting, ladders, dragging stuff in, dragging paint around up. And And two and three-story houses. (laughs) And we made it a workout because the faster we could do it, still maintaining quality, we could actually make some money doing this and, and... Paying the bills. So yeah, yeah, we made it an exercise doing it. And then, you know, there were also lean times. I remember having to, we had to go into McDonald's and go into their bathroom and borrow some toilet paper because we couldn't afford toilet paper. I remember having just KD craft dinner for many days with Miracle Whip, set of Miracle Whip and butter. Yeah, I don't actually like talking about those times. I know it makes you uncomfortable. Well, it just, it makes me sad when I think back, but there's people all over the world who go through tough times, lean times. I came out of it. I know. Absolutely. I know. But it just honors our experience together. Yeah. And the resiliency that it developed in us. So yeah. And we moved on from it. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we also taught custom leather cuff workshops. So you guys, we've done it all. We would hit the road and um, mom, you hit the road and taught workshops across Alberta while I was home with young Luca. Yes. And uh, they're beautiful. We've still got (laughs) our whole studio has a whole section devoted to just leather making, but that was a, a tool under our tool belt too. Yes. And we tend to, if we learn something, we want to pass it on and share it. And it can never just be for ourselves to <laughs> I enjoy. We and share I this. still want to come back to that and make some cuffs and necklaces and stuff just for myself, just for the sheer joy of it. And I'm looking over at the cupboard where the leather stuff is now. And someday I'm going to, I'm going to get in there and just do it. Yeah. So. Rounding out this 2020, we developed a 12-module online course called Go Claim It Trailblazer, which we sold online. So that was our first major online course. Yeah. And would we have liked it to have been more successful? Yes. Did we launch it properly? No. (laughs) So we have some learnings around that. But what the course was about was how to start a business, how to create a good business idea. And we incorporated into it all the things that we had learned through the years and phenomenal course it's probably going to get repackaged and updated and maybe format changed into the future but that's part of who we are if we've learned something we want to pass it on so this brings us to the year 2020 and most people remember the year 2020 for what it's changed around the world And it was in 2020, right in the beginning parts of the year, where Erin and I said, we should start a magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of the blue. It had been a long-held dream of both of ours. We've been collecting in her studio magazines, which are coffee table magazines. They're not the cheap ones for years. We've got stacks of them. And we were always so inspired by these creative spaces of women, by the photography, the design, just the whole concept of this. and. 
I just want to back backtrack because our course, Go Claim It Trailblazer, what that did for us is it confirmed because we were working, that was just for rural women. And it confirmed to us, this is our niche. This is where we belong. At that time, we had moved back out to the country. So we were connected to our rural roots again. And it was like, okay, this whole concept of Trailblazer, women are loving it. We had developed and painted this picture of this Trailblazer like she was our best friend. And and so this is when we were like, really, what can we do with this? Where yeah. are we going with this? Yeah. So we added an H <laughs> <laughs> and it became Trailblaze Her. Magazine. Uh, yeah. And uh, the idea to start a magazine was written in one of our create books back in 2011. So let me say it, we didn't just have the idea one day and then the next day start looking at starting the magazine. We were immersing ourselves in what a may it was it was this little savory secret we had if you stash some good chocolate away somewhere it's just <laughs> i know it's always going to be there for me to come back to and for some reason 2020 felt like the year to, to do, do it. it we had launched a small instagram account called the rural collective and started out with a directory so little side story I've got 60 laying hens in the backyard and I sell eggs and I wanted to post it on a local Facebook group. And because I didn't live within the parameters of the city, they said, sorry, you can't post and in the Facebook group and spread awareness of the fact that you're selling eggs. And I, th I drove home and I said, this is ridiculous. How are other local farmers, ranchers, whatever, selling their offerings? And how are people finding out about them? So I came home and Mom and I got on this idea like, okay, what if we started a directory? And so we started this small directory called the Rural Collective. We reached out to businesses big and small that we could find on Instagram to list their business and it snowballed. The Instagram account grew fast. And on the heels of that, we knew we were launching the magazine. So we'd started a, a new Instagram account for the magazine, which at the time was Trailblazer Magazine, which is yeah. now morphed into Trailblazer Co., but yeah, so here we were and we said, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? And let me say, so now at this point, we've had 20 years of working together, uh, me honing my writing. Uh, and let me tell you, my writing began with resume writing before Aaron and I even started in business together. So I have no formal writing training. Erin uh, did a lot of her design work, self-taught herself, but we felt confident enough that we could do it. Now, did we know anything about the magazine business? Absolutely Maybe not. That, no. <laughs> but we had our skills and yes. we've always relied on our skills. Mom's writing, my design, our networking, our communication. So you would not believe the pace with which we launched and put together that first issue. I remember we were reaching out to to Kate Bascom. She was one of our first features. She was on the cover of our first yeah. issue of a magazine. And it was literally within two months. That yes. The first reach out to people, hey, we're launching this magazine. Would you like to be in it? Do you have photos? And we were off to print two months later. Yeah. Not having any funding or safety net behind us. No. In fact, when the guy from the printing company came out to Show us some Show paper us samples. <laughs> I'm looking out to the backyard where we were sitting, chatting with him. And Aaron and I both knew that we didn't have a bankroll to bring this forward. But we said, yes, we went ahead. We ordered a certain amount. And then we knew we had to sell them. Pre-sell uh, pre them. them. Yeah. And we did. And we did. And we're still, we're still rolling 
along with this. And I remember our first issue, like it was it was the excitement of something new. And for those first issues, that first issue, I, I can picture us in the garage. We had our red solo cups. We were drinking whiskey and Coke and handwriting a thank you note to every single order that came in because that felt magical. This was the first time in our 20 years of trying out businesses and offerings that we had the first glimpse of success for us. Yeah. Liter literally, you guys, that was our first time. And I never want to forget that feeling, that gratitude, that exhilaration, because it was a moment of, my God, th this moment, we have just created something from our skills that women want and we get to keep creating this that yeah. just felt magical yeah every three months we get to keep. <laughs> and that was yeah. an important part too because when you're a creative mindset you're always looking for the next thing to create so it was the next magazine but the content was all different and so that really worked well for us too so on the heels of launching the magazine and we'll go into this later but anyways um we launched our business membership because here's this community that we were starting to build of enterprising rural women. And we're just like you wanting to grow our businesses and wanting to learn from other guest experts. So the membership and our magazine became our core offerings under Trailblazer Co., our brand. And so what else have we got here? What else have we got here? I don't know. That rounds <laughs> us out to today. We wanted to give yeah. you a brief kind of quick rundown because why this is important is because we we sat here and planned this first episode of what are we going to talk about? And we realized there's four main traits or qualities that we've had that we now know got us through and persevered through those 20, 23 years together. And had yeah. we not had these traits or skills, we would have given up it a long time ago. Probably would have been a different story. So the first one is Aaron and I both possess a growth mindset. We are just naturally curious and have really an insatiable desire to learn. So wherever that takes us, like researching and uh, we take courses every month online, little mini ones or bigger ones or. And self-development and yeah. business, all the topics, all the things. Yeah. yeah. So there's no moss growing anywhere around us. We, we are continually pushing ourselves to to know more, to understand, learning about AI right now. I said six months ago when it was really being talked about, no, that's not for me. Man, I am just going down that rabbit hole. So growth mindset is definitely one of the key and the strong characteristics and, that we both have. And there's been many opportunities where maybe we've been half ready to say yes, but we've said yes anyway, and then figured it out. Yeah. So, okay, what skills do we need to learn to be ready for this opportunity? And yeah. that's exactly the questions that we ask is what skills do we need to learn? That was part of us starting the business 23 years ago, and it remains true and constant today. So the other one is risk taking. And just like we explained when we started the magazine, we do take risks. We, we would call them calculated risks. And the reason we do is because we believe in ourselves. And again, that goes back to our skills. We believe in our ability to figure it out. Marie Forleo says everything is figure outable, and it truly is. And so we don't let not knowing something deter us. Now, way back in the year 2000, uh, not having a marketing plan for the greeting cards, we've learned now calculated risks. So 
figure out as much things as you can around an idea and then just pull a pin and go for it. Yeah. For us, the fear of not trying something yeah. has never outweighed the fear of not doing something that we're capable of or growing or an opportunity to expand. Absolutely. <laughs> We've In always fact, chosen yeah. the, the risk. We would probably regret not trying things over a lot more than trying something and not having it work out the way we planned. Absolutely. Both highly creative, as we've talked. Mine tends to come out through writing. And gosh, I used to be an avid, avid journaler years and years ago. So pen in hand on a blank page, that's my go-to. I love that. And, and for you? Yeah. And obviously design. It's art design. It's having an eye for what's aesthetically pleasing, but not only that, taking information and being able to visually transcribe it. I think that is one of my gifts. Yeah. I can feel something and then know how to put that visually so you can feel it too. Yeah. So that again, two of us combining those skills, it, it can create something much larger than ourselves. And we yeah. often say that is that when we get talking about a new idea or direction, it's like there's a third entity enters the situation because combine my thoughts and Aaron's thoughts, it morphs into other things. So it's just a cool partnership that way. And that's one of the things that we really treasure about working together is that synchronicity. It's magical. It's, it's the really aliveness. Magical. Absolutely. And the fourth is our drive. Our We're, we're so purpose-driven. Some, You know what? Sometimes I look back and I think, oh my gosh, like who the heck did we think we were or why did we keep going? And it's purpose. Yeah. We've always been committed personally, individually, but also together in uncovering that for ourselves. There, there's just been, there's never been a time where we would have wavered on that. And that's been the biggest part of our learning together. Absolutely. <laughs> and we understand that our purpose is to help women and for us, the focus is real women to succeed in the most imaginable, successful ways possible. And we are working in every capacity to help them do it, but at the same time to help ourselves as well. And so often we didn't include ourselves. In those dreams. Yeah. yeah. And so we're part of it now. So this whole Trailblazer Co., we want to affect and change as many women's lives as possible and feel the joy and the satisfaction from doing that together. Absolutely. We're all rising together. Yeah. So you guys, that concludes our chronological origin story. <laughs> but here we are. So this is Aaron. I'm 42. My partner and I, Jean, whom I love with all of my heart. We've got a five-year-old named Luca. We all live together on a beautiful acreage outside of Calgary. We've got laying hens, ducks, dogs, cats. We live a wonderfully busy and fulfilled life. Yeah. And mom, how old are you? Are you going to say? I'm 65. <laughs> and I saw recently online on Facebook, gals that I went to school with, they're having a get together. And I know so many of them are retired. And I got to say, I don't think about retirement. I don't know. I don't even know what that means because I just, I have so much that I want to experience yet and so much that I want to create. And just so much life to live. So we have a lot of dreams just yet to come. You bet. <laughs> so we just want to say, you guys, thank you for listening. We can't wait to dive in. We are so excited to provide you value 
and aha moments and transformations via storytelling. And that's the best way to learn. And we want to make you laugh. We might make you cry. We want to inspire you. But most of all, we want to empower you to show you that whatever you're wanting, that little seed of an idea in your heart or the current business that you're growing, anything is possible. possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anything is possible. Are we concluding our first episode? I think we are. And come back for more because Man, we're, we've got stories up the yin-yang kind of thing, and we've got so many. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> well, I don't mean it in a bad we've way. We've got lots of stories. <laughs> okay, thank you for tuning in. And again, welcome. Welcome to, to the, the Trailblazer, Trailblazer Podcast. Podcast. You did it. You just finished another episode of the Trailblazer Podcast. We love bringing you real-life stories and know-how from rural women. Head over to our website, www.trailblazerco.com for today's show notes with all the links and special offers from today's sponsors. Want to help us grow? Tag us and screenshot this episode or share your takeaways in the comments over on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see you over there. So this is Jan and Erin signing off. See See you you next time, Trailblazers. Trailblazers.